this is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome. It's Monday, 12 December, year of our Lord, 2022. We are jammed tonight. I... Uh, we had uh, both Cash Patel and Colonel Derek Harvey together. It's been an explosive 72 hours on Twitter, not just Twitter, uh, revelations about where these investigations going, s- exclusive to the New York Post from uh, Comer, uh, a big uh, kind of a throwdown by Kevin McCarthy yesterday. I think it was a Maria Bartiromo about the 51 intelligence officers. You got Elon Musk now understanding he bought a crime scene. So, so much to go there. I've got also got Tiffany justice and a concerned mom about unesco also people are realizing now one of the most powerful uh powerful issues out there is parental rights and this is because they're coming after the american family weaponizing the children get to all that jason in fact we had jason jones about uh our lady of guadalupe we're going to roll that to tomorrow morning because it's so packed big huge multi-million people in um in mexico yesterday we're gonna get to all this but i gotta go to uh, Todd Benzman, asked Todd to step away from something he was working on. Todd, there, there's, and I, and I think, and I don't think, I know you've been on top of this and Burkwam and everybody, but there's a story now exploding like out of nowhere on the border. In particular, it's like Mexican authorities and the cartel are like openly working with each other to actually get more of these caravans across, I guess, Prior to the 21st of December, when Title 42 comes off, tell us what's going on. The footage looks incredible. You've got a thousand person caravan, I think, from Nicaragua is up there. They're talking about Mexican authorities are now openly working to kind of, uh, you know, channel these people through uh, with as little uh, resistance as possible. What is, is this a new story or is this an old story that's just it, people are now just realizing what's happening? All right, there's a couple things going on here, so bear with me for a minute, because the border can get a little bit complicated. So the the El Paso sector uh, has been popping now for about three months. This is not new. The number of immigrants being apprehended, aliens being caught crossing the border has been skyrocketing in that sector since August. Uh, And just to give you an idea, you know, they had uh, uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 30,000 for most of the year. And then all of a sudden in September, they apprehended about 49,000. And then that jumped to 53, 55,000. But the gotaways is the real story because El Paso has been a gotaway nightmare. Uh, Tens of thousands, 50,000 uh, Godaways have been just passing through uh, that sector, running, gunning. Uh, Texas DPS has surged massive forces hang on, there. Hang on one second. I just, I just want to know for our podcast and radio audience, and this is why you've got to go get the show 
and, and, and get the clips and watch. Right now it's Todd Benzman speaking. And if Memphis, you can go back to that. You don't have to have me. You can just have Todd. The footage is stunning. I mean, the footage just blows you away of what's happening on our southern border, Todd. I know we've we've had El Nino. We focus a lot in El Paso. That's why I built the first phase of the wall right beside that mountain because Border Patrol wanted to stop the cartels, and we built the wall. I mean, that district, that sector has always been a problem. This footage is absolutely stunning. I mean, Todd, if this is going on now and Mexican authorities are working, I mean, what's going to happen on the twenty first? Are we anywhere prepared? For the tidal wave of humanity, they're talking about fifteen or twenty thousand a day. That's prepared. If this is what we got now, what's going to happen on the twenty-first? Right. So there are two things happening. One is that you, there's a shift from the Rio Grande Valley. Uh, the the cartels down there were charging too much. They were too abusive. So they started to shift over to the El Paso sector, where the Juarez cartel is cheaper and they're not beating people up as much. Okay. That's the last three months. The Rio Grande numbers have plummeted at the same exact time as the El Paso numbers have gone up. Then you have the Mexican military uh, bringing caravans of immigrants from the far south on their Guatemalan border in buses. They're saying they're rescuing. The New York Post had a story out today saying that these were the military rescued these 2,500 immigrants that crossed today and like delivered them over to safety to the Americans. But I'm just highly skeptical. In fact, I was laughing earlier at that whole story. There was a caravan of this size in Tapachula a week and a half ago that they all just processed with buses, the military. And they, I believe they brought these people up from Tapachula to just get rid of them uh, because the Americans are taking them. And uh, I think that's what these guys are right here that are in your um, in your camera. But the the uh, gotaways, uh, there are 50,000 gotaways that have just in the last few months uh, just, I mean, cat and mouse insanity over there in the El Paso district uh, who were escaping Title 42. Uh, But now that Title 42 is ending, they will no longer have to do that. And I believe that you'll see more of this, the turn-ins, thousands of people just turning themselves in. So there are these two different things that are that are happening at about the same time is what I'm told and what I believe is, is happening. I do think Title 42 uh, is going to be a big game changer. We're going to see, we're already seeing them. There's Mexican media. I'm monitoring the Mexican media. I've got Google Translate. Uh, And I'm reading all this Mexican media that they are on the way, man. They are on the march uh, through the Darien, through uh, Central America, through Mexico. And I believe that Mexico is just going to be moving them through, moving them through. uh, Because why wouldn't they? Of course they move them. And they're getting paid. Yeah. And yeah, Yeah. I mean, everyone for their own safety. But 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 they're 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 all getting paid. Todd, uh, how do people get to the book and how they find out how they get to your writings and social media? Because you're putting stuff up nonstop now that people, if you want the immersive experience, you got to get into the loop with Todd Benzman. Well, uh, tomorrow morning, I've got a a big piece running in the Daily Mail. So you can check that out. Uh, I'm at tbenzman at Getter and Todd.Benzman at or Todd Benzman at uh, Truth Social. And the book is Overrun, 
that is available for pre-order right now on Amazon or Barnes and Noble or any of those places. I will we'll t- check the Daily Mail. I'll talk to you later. Maybe we we'll get you on. I would love to have you on with one of these big Daily Mail exclusives you're doing. They're so fantastic. Since the Daily Mail watches War Room for all the best news and scoops, we're honored to have that. Todd, great job. Very shocking. The footage is unbelievable. I want to thank Memphis. This footage is unbelievable. It's only going to get worse on the few yeah. days before Christmas. Merry Christmas, Rio Grande Valley. Merry Christmas, citizens in El Paso, Texas. Todd Benzman. Thank you very much, brother. Appreciate it. The um, revelations over the last couple of days, 72 hours, have been nothing short of stunning. And it's not about just suppression of President Trump. Taibbi's title was the removal of President Trump. I'm really honored to have Devin Nunez, who's a patriot and a hero, uh, and ran the Intelligence Committee when we controlled the House under Paul Ryan, but was handcuffed by Paul Ryan for really doing. Uh, what he knew had to be done. His two right-hand guys, his general counsel was Cash Patel. His right-hand man, kind of his top guy, was Colonel Derek Carvey. I've got both of them. Cash, I want to start with you. Uh, Cash, I, I think people are, are are shocked the more that they just come out. Uh, and I, I shouldn't say shocked. We know what went on, and this audience knows what went on. But to the brazen nature that the intelligence community, the FBI and DOJ and other members of the intelligence community just, pl- and because the, the Twitter people are so unsophisticated. I mean, it's really like seeing a college dorm. Let's be honest. This is not a group of sophisticated people of the world. And to know that they had this platform of which even uh, Elon Musk now calls a crime scene. He calls it a crime scene. This is not war room or Prasoba, not us calling it a crime scene. He's tweeting out it's a crime scene. Put us, uh, it, it, get us up to speed on, on your, um, since we left you on uh, on Friday, your assessment of what's happened over this weekend, sir. Hey, it's great to be back with you, Stephen. Look, yeah, when I ran the Russiagate investigation for Chairman Nunes with great warriors like Derek Harvey, we uncovered, and I'm going to give you some good news and then some bad news. What we uncovered was all the corruption at the FBI, at DOJ, at the mainstream media, and the Democratic Party. And I'm glad now that Elon Musk is putting all this stuff out there. But this is why I keep saying all roads lead to Russiagate. It is the same operation that they, a private enterprise, is running with the FBI and DOJ. And I'm glad so many more people are forced to listen because of the big platform that you and War Room have and Elon has and are finally forcing people to look at the suppression, the intentional malfeasance and likely breaking of laws by the folks at Twitter. And here's the thing they have in common with the government gangsters at the FBI that ran Russiagate. They never thought they would get caught. They were so arrogant, they would write it down freely, just like the FBI government gangsters did um, during Russiagate, and we found the documents. We found the receipts, as you say. And now Taibbi and company are putting out the receipts. But here's the problem, Steve. We know they censored Donald Trump. We know they rigged an election. We know the players, Roth, Vijay Agata, Dorsey. I haven't seen one email, and I've been challenging them to do this, that shows the communications between the FBI and Twitter headshed. It exists. And if it doesn't exist, I've been calling on media companies like Epoch Times, where I host my show, send FOIAs to FBI. Twitter is not a classified operation. Every meeting every FBI agent had with Twitter and Vijay Gad and Roth around these times is documented. Then we will learn the depths of government involvement. 
to break the law and violate free speech. Like I said, I'm really happy this information is finally getting out there. But, but, I keep but, 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 but hang on. I, I want, but hang on. But hang on. I want to I want to take this to another level, though. Um, they're investigative journalists and, and Taibbi and Barry Weiss and, and, and these, uh, you know, Weiss, they, these are terrific investigative journalists. And many of those have come from, you know, more liberal mainstream media sources. You and Derek Harvey are not investigative journalists. You are hammers that understand, have spent, no, you spent your career, you're a former prosecutor. You have spent your career. I mean, your last gig was chief of staff over the Department of Defense. Derek Harvey is a legendary legendary individual in Washington, D.C. You guys have dedicated your life to service to your country, not as journalists and not as guys at the war room or, or Matt Taibbi or the ball, you know, the interceptor places like this, as, as good as some of those places may be. You guys are professionals that are in the belly of the beast and you saw things, you knew things that were not right. That's why the, if, if Paul Ryan had had the back of Devin Nunez, remember, when the history of this is getting written, and it's going to be written very quickly because in January and February, these investigations are going to ramp up. Paul, Paul Ryan didn't have Nunez back. He kind of pulled him off, right, of the investigation at its most important because of potential conflicts and put Trey Gowdy, his lapdog, in charge. You and Harvey are professionals. And as professionals, I have to ask you, if you, were, if you uh, got to Elon Musk or his senior people, you would be able to do things and expose things and see things that even the best and smartest guy like a Matt Taibbi are just not going to just are going to miss. Am I correct in that assumption? Look, I think it's right. You know, we have a different background. We're not investigative journalists, Steve. So I think you're right. But here's here's the thing that the American people need to understand. We we expose that corruption in Russiagate. It's the same actors in the same cabal and the same groups at FBI that were authorized to meet uh, by Chris Ray and Bill Barr with the uh, Twitter headshed. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist to come in there and say, why aren't we finding and exposing these documents? What I'm saying is the, the, the promulgation of information is great. But the problem we have is right now we have the momentum. Right now we have the American public listening. And we have to drop the hammer on the FBI's involvement, because if we do it in two or three months from now, they're going to come back and say, hey, that's a war room conspiracy. That's cash. He's crazy. We have to tee it up before Congress gets the gavels in January that the FBI was in on it. We know they were. We've, they've admitted under oath to being there with Twitter. So why can't we just release the Twitter documents with the FBI, with the JAGAD and Roth. That's my biggest ask of Elon Musk. You don't have to be a rocket scientist, literally, or spend, uh, send spaceships to the moon to do it. You just have to release them. And the question I have for everybody, as good as they are, is why haven't we seen that yet? I want to go, before I let you go, uh, because uh, your uh, discernment and judgment during the toughest days of the of the Russia hoax and your ability to kind of, um, you know, it, one of the things of, uh, of uh, people as leaders is keeping your head about you when everybody else is losing theirs. When a guy like Cash Patel uses the term government gangsters, it means something. It's not just some person throwing it out there. Talk to me about that. What you, in your your um, investigation from House Intel. Remember, Cash has got the highest security clearances in the country the country can actually give. When you say government gangsters, you actually mean that. You mean people that have, on a daily basis, 
just break the law because the whole purpose is to keep the apparatus moving forward, to keep the apparatus in charge. Am I incorrect in that assumption? No, it's a term that I came out with. It's actually the term of my adult. It's the name of my adult book that's coming out in like February. But where basically I list every government gangster that we ran into in Russiagate onwards. And if you go through them, the Gina Haspels, the Chris Rays, the Rod Rosensteins, the Bill Bars, these people, Chris, uh, Peter Strzok, his lover, and all these other people, um, James Baker, these people were in positions of senior leadership in government, and they hijacked the service of this country for their own personal political gain. And I lay out with specificity why these guys should be called government gangsters and what they have done to destroy this country. It's not hyperbole. Go back and read the Nunes memo. Go back and watch the plot against the president. Or in the spring, go read my book, Government Gangsters, which is out on presale now. The reason I came up with this term is because it's so shocking their conduct that it can only be compared to Elliot Ness and Al Capone. What they have done against the American people in violation of their oath of office is destroy the Department of Justice, make the United States military woke. And you you just reported what's going on on our borders, one example, and just weakened America across the, across the globe because they put their own egos ahead of the American people they serve. And they think those offices, the, the FBI and DOJ and DOD, et cetera, exist to serve their own ego and their own brand. And this is why they are qualified as government gangsters. There's a list. I'm going to name every single one of them in my book by name. It's probably going to get to be about 100 people or so. But you have to call these people out and we have to educate the American public to do it. And this moment in time with Elon Musk giving out all this information is our one chance at getting it all back, educating people on Russiagate and why Russiagate is still prevalent today and why all roads at this Twitter uh, revelations lead right back to Russiagate. They're running the same playbook with a private enterprise to destroy the American fabric of conservatism because they don't like it. And that is why those people need to go to prison. How do they get to, how do they get to, we're going to have cash back on this week to talk in detail about what that means. A cash, how do people get to your writings? You've got the children's book and I'm telling people the children's book is a pretty good primer when you read it to the kids and grandkids, a pretty good primer if you're not into the details. How do people, how do people get to your writings? How do they get to your books? Yeah, I exist one place on Truth Social at Cash, Truth Social at Cash, K-S-H, and then PlotAgainstTheKing.com. You're right. I keep telling people over and over, and yes, I have a self-interest in this, but Plot Against the King is the number one selling children's book in America. It's Russiagate for kids and young adults and grandparents and anyone who wants to get caught up in 22 fun pages. We did a sequel on election integrity with Dinesh D'Souza called Plot Against the King, 2,000 Mules. Right now, we got a Christmas special, PlotAgainstTheKing.com. Both books signed by me, Christmas ornaments, Christmas mugs, all at a big discount for the war room. Go to plotagainstheking.com and get those stocking stuff today. You can still get them in time. And I agree, you know, Steve's right. If you want to teach kids about the, our constitutional republic, you got it in a book. If you want to teach kids about Russiagate and why what's going on at Twitter right now is so important, you got to go read plotagainstheking.com. We call them the heralds in the books for a reason because they are the fake news and we have to defeat them. You know, we had Charlie Kirk talking about Dante's Inferno, the Ninth Circle of Hell. And what we're talking about is this. When you see these government gangsters, what's happened in the American Republic is like at the end of the Roman Republic and really the beginning of the empire. A Praetorian Guard that was considered themselves kind of the elite, they're the betters. And they started to make decisions on who's going to rule and who's not going to rule. This is what you saw in the collapse of the late Republic, the collapse of the Republic and the rise of the empire and the empire that got so corrupt and tried to crush. Christianity. 
Cash Patel, honored to have you on here. Look forward to having you. This is your moment, brother. And I'm telling people, 2023, whether it's Naomi Wolf's book, Cash Patel's book, this thing is coming to a head now for a massive confrontation in the nation's capital. One side's going to win, one side's going to lose. And by the way, when I say confrontation, I mean confrontation in the halls of Congress, in the committee rooms, in the hearing rooms, where we've got the receipts and we are going to win. Cash Patel, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great night. I had Colonel Derek Harvey. I was going to get Harvey on for his geostrategic. He's one of the smartest. He's a legend in Washington, D.C., and was on the House Intelligence for years and then came after a career in the U.S. Army and then came to the White House with us. But I got to I gotta just get, pick your brain, uh, Colonel, about what you've seen, these revelations you've seen, and particularly, brother, you know the administrative state better than any living human being. Uh, what has been your, what the revelations that happened over the last, 72 hours. Put it in perspective for us. Well, Steve, I want to take a step back just for a second here. And this is really hard for people to grasp, to understand what's really going on, because there are so many interconnected stories going on here with China, uh, the Biden administration, the Securities Exchange Commission, uh, failing to do things that would protect American economic interests and the like. But I think back to how hard it is to understand ISIS and Al-Qaeda and the networks that we we're fighting across the Middle East just a few short years ago. And when we got the Abadaba papers that had all that treasure trove of data that was from Osama bin Laden's uh, lair, the CIA analysts went through it and they triaged it, they analyzed it, but they didn't have the right people really looking at it and dissecting it. If you don't have the right people that have the background and the knowledge to understand the words and you know the synonyms and you know how these people talk and the code that they use, you're not going to understand what's really going on. And it's the same thing here. We've not only got the FBI and DOJ and CIA and others involved here in working with not just Twitter, but almost certainly with Facebook, Instagram, and others. But it's also the DNC. It's also Perkins Coy, which was an operational arm for the DNC that was used to work with GPS fusion and to dig up dirt or to fabricate dirt, I should say, on, on Republican candidates, especially the Trump administration. And they were part and parcel of the Russia hoax. If you don't know this information, it's very hard and if you're going through the Twitter files to know what you're really looking at because it may look innocuous. But if that's why you need people that have the deep knowledge about this background, like Cash, myself, and others, it might be able to point the way a little bit better. It would be helpful. Um, so I think I'd start there as just you know, an overall comment about where we're at. There's so much more to find out. And I think people focused are trying to dissemble and say, this is a private company. It goes to the, the heart of you know, our protections, our liberties, you know, freedom of speech, freedom of thought, freedom from coercion, et cetera. And the U.S. government was behind it. Now, not necessarily the Trump administration, because some of this stuff happened while Trump was in charge, but it was the bureaucratic state, the administrative state that has been out of control. Uh, by the way, Andrew Clyde, Congressman Clyde, who's one of the guys to come out as, as uh, one of these guys that's a no vote uh, for, I think, for McCarthy came out. He's put a bill forward that talks about social media and specifically says in the Constitution. You can't do indirectly what the Constitution prohibits you from doing directly. That's the relationship Absolutely. with Facebook, 
they're, they're, Twitter, they're just adjuncts. They're just instrumentality to government uh, intelligence community and law enforcement community actors. Is that essentially your argument? That is exactly right. They are. They were doing the bidding of the government, and that's one of the things that, you know, the committees are going to get at. I'm sure, you know, Congressman Jordan's all over that one. I hope that they've uh, provided to Facebook and others the preserve the the records and the information, just like what's at Twitter, because those are going to be the next steps. So we better have that type of information protected legally with with formal letters from the House Republicans. But I'm worried that we don't necessarily have the right investigators and the partisan uh, aggressive characters that are going to be willing to dig. And when you are leading these types of investigations and when you're an investigator working on the staff, you are going to be attacked yourselves. That's how the gangsters on the other side work. They will get people in, in the media. They'll get people on Twitter. They'll get business interests, maybe even the IRS to go after you. Okay, so all these people have to be willing to to do the hard right things to fight for our country. I, I want to go back. We got about two minutes here, and I want to keep you over for a few minutes on the other side. Go back because you were one of the keys about breaking the ISIS network, Al Qaeda, all that. Talk about the files they found, and I think it's such a great analogy. Unless you've got the right people, you don't actually know what you had. Talk to us about what happened there, and eventually well, we were able to. Uh, in the in the in the second what I call the second ISIS war. Well, this is a another Devin Nunes, you know, uh, example of doing the right thing. And if it wasn't for Devin, there wouldn't have been pressure to get access to all those records. Uh, the CIA and the DNI did a an initial evaluation, and you had terabytes worth of data, but they didn't know what they were necessarily looking at until you brought people that had been living this analytical work that had been operationally uh, engaged in the targeting, you wouldn't necessarily know what you were looking at. So we took phone numbers, we took uh, code names, we took uh, names, gnome de guerres, and we would analyze that data and cross-level it, and we would pull out of all of that terabyte of data, we identified operational um, individuals, in various countries from Morocco, Tunisia, to Yemen, Ethiopia, that we were able to distill out of all that data because we knew what we were looking for. We had background and knowledge and we exactly. knew how to use the analytical tools to go after it. If you don't know that background and the analytical tools, you can't get to where you need to go. Colonel Harvey, we're gonna bring that up to what we're talking about now. We're taking a short commercial break. Colonel Derek Harvey. Tiffany Justice, Lisa Logan, all next in the war room. A lot of people complain about the state of our country or the way woke corporations treat us and their employees. But it's not enough to complain. We need to change the way the marketplace works. And that starts with you and where you spend your money. In less than a year, Public SQ has grown to be the largest platform of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses the world has ever seen. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that would never counsel you, counsel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. Here's the best part. 
It's absolutely, totally free to join. Just go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public, the word, the letters sq.com, and download the app today, totally free. Simply create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can start to support you. We can't always change the world, but we can change how and where we spend our hard-earned dollars. Begin your search at Public Square today. Go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Look, you did the tough thing during COVID. You paid your people, and you pulled your business through the pandemic. And now doing the tough thing could qualify you for up to $26,000 per employee at covidtaxrelief.org. Government funds are available to reward companies with two or more employees who stayed open during COVID. This is not a loan, and you don't have to pay it back. This program is complicated, but nobody knows more about it than the CPAs and tax experts at covidtaxrelief.org. You pay nothing up front. They do all the work and share a percentage of the cash they get you. Businesses of all types, including nonprofits and churches, can qualify, including those who took PPP loans, even if you had an increase in sales. You did the tough thing for your employees during COVID. Let COVIDtaxrelief.org help get you up to $26,000 per employee. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org. Do this today. Take action at COVIDtaxrelief.org offer from My Patriot Supply. They're knocking off 25% on their four-week emergency food kit. That's 25% off the four-week emergency food kit. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now to get this great deal. My Patriot Supply is charging less so they can help American families more. This amazing price. So get it while you can. These days, you can't depend on anything else but yourself for survival. Get this food today. You'll be grateful for it tomorrow. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and save 25% on each four-week emergency supply food kit. Your orders ship fast and free. Don't wait for the shelves to be empty. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. MyPatriotSupply.com. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Uh, by the way, Derek Harvey, we don't have time tonight, but we're going to get in his story and bring him back. Uh, I call him the Lawrence of Arabia of Iraq, but it was not for Colonel Harvey and his bravery and his understanding, his knowledge. Uh, the, the, the Iraq war would have been even more disastrous than it was. It was Colonel Harvey that uh, helped um, turn it around. But that's a tale for another day as your bona fides. Only got a few minutes here. Uh, Colonel Harvey, here's you need expertise of you and cash on this, whether it's helping Elon Musk or helping the people, helping Elon Musk. The, the when when you have a guy like Cash Patel, who's dedicated his life to his country, as you have, calling people government gangsters. I just want to make sure the story is not the Twitter executives, ultimately the Facebook executive. Yes, they're all part of it. But quite frankly, in their back and forth with each other, these people are like in high school. Let's just be blunt. 
you know, this is a great, we're the greatest power in the history of the earth, right? We're the greatest power in the history of the earth. These people are like children as they talk about these things. It's like children. It's like you're at some junior high school, you know, cafeteria. It's not sophisticated. It's not meaningful, but they're played and used by people who are very sophisticated and very cunning and have a absolute angle of attack of what they're doing. They're referred to as government gangsters. You've had to go up against this. And that's why you have a guy like a Devin Nunez, who's so, uh, you know, is such a patriot and so impressive. How tough is it going to be? And as you sit here today, given the fight you had on House Intel uh, during the time when we controlled it, that's what people forget. We can, we, we controlled the House and the Senate and the executive branch. Don't let that be lost on anybody. How tough is it going to be? to get these investigations into the House and get them done in a, a meaningful way, sir? Well, you need to have the right people and leaders of each committee that are really focused on getting that job done, like Devin Nunes was, and willing to bear the brunt of the criticism from the mainstream media, the attacks from the Biden administration. They'll be ridiculed, and then they'll throw all kinds of, of you know, crazy rumen at them as if it's fact to try to besmirch their character and undermine them in order to, if not destroy them, to show others that they're not gonna, that what they're gonna go through. So there's that part of it. And then you're gonna need to understand exactly how these uh, agencies and departments work internally because Cash understood what we needed to ask for, where paperwork would be every step of the way. There might be 10 steps for a, an action to be approved and each of those steps, different offices, where paper might be that we would then subpoena or request and ask about during our depositions or our, our examinations during open sessions. So you need that type of knowledge in order to get at it. And you need to be really curious and pull the string. And it, you have to also understand that these people are going to resist us every step of the way. They will shade the truth. They won't give, a, give answers. They will give partial answers to 20 questions. None of them will be germane. And then they'll say, we already responded. And then you'll go through a rope-a-dope for the next four months trying to get them back in for another deposition or to get Director Ray or someone to write a response. And again, it'll be partial and incomplete because they're hiding the truth. And they won't allow the most critical witnesses to come in that we're asking for. Those are just examples. You agree with me that we got to lance this boil now. We cannot wait for a, Trump, a second Trump term. If, if we wait, the second Trump term will be totally a, it'll be a morass of this. This has to be done now. You know, we've got control of one of their apparatuses with Elon Musk, who clearly looks like is an even-handed guy in this. He's got people around him, I think, to see the crime scene that he, I think, to their degree, unfortunately bought. But this had, there, is there any doubt in your mind, Colonel Harvey, that this is the moment this has to be done, no matter how tough it is, no matter how hard it is, no matter how much resistance it is, to basically save this republic, this investigation has to go where it leads and it has to be done now, and people that do that have to have steely resolve? I think it's not just this investigation, but it's the China part where the SEC, FBI, and DOJ are covering up criminal behavior by China in order to protect the economic interests of 
our globalist elite on Wall Street and our, our uh, other merchants there, the venture capitalists that are financing the Chinese threat to America. So we've got lots of places we need to go, but it's like going on Guadalcanal or Iwo Jima. We have to hit the beaches, we have to fight off the beaches, we have to fight in, inland, and we have to go up the mountain, and we have to go into the caves and dig it out. And we're going to lose people along the way, but it's a fight that we're going to have to be committed to. Colonel Harvey, how do people get to you? On, so what are your coordinates on social media and your website? How do people get to your thinking, sir? Okay, I'm at, um, I'm Derek Harvey on, on uh, Truth Social. I'm at uh, Derek Harvey on Twitter. Um, I don't think there's a, I think there's a number of social, I don't have it memorized. I'm sorry, I should be more prepared for that, but um, I'm mainly using Truth Social. You'll get into the swing of things here in the war room. Fantastic opening salvo. Colonel Derek Harvey, an American hero. Thank you for taking time away from the family tonight to do this. Thank you, sir. Good. Do I, do I have Matthew Chiramon? Let me, I, I, I've got Tiffany Justice and Lisa Logan, but I think we have breaking news out of Brazil, which is a story we've been covering uh, quickly. Uh, or is, um, do I have uh, by phone, Matthew Chiramon, tell me what's going on. Give us an update on, uh, on Brazil. Well, as we spoke about last week, your uh, what was the Lenin quote is exactly right. Some decades happen in a week, and now we are full-blown there. You and I talked this weekend about them not having invoked Article 142 yet. And I was a little bit wrong in my calculation. I thought it would have to come ahead. Their strategy, and I've had this now confirmed by people within government and close to the, the, the center of action within decision-making on, on this broad situation, was that the certification needed to happen for the full executive coup as administered by the judicial dictatorship we've talked about in depth. That had to come full circle for them to execute in full before they would even entertain taking any action. I don't know what shape that action takes, whether it's a letter from Bolsonaro to the military, whether it's the military acting unilaterally, but this Supreme Court an electoral court that certified Lula today, which, by the way, uh, his supporters numbered in the dozens, in the dozens. Nobody showed up outside the court building where the certification happened. So that tells you a lot. And then Globo, the mainstream press, used photos of the protesters that have been out in the streets, camped out by the 10 million as proof of Lula's support, despite no red in the crowd, no five pointed stars, all yellow, blue, green Brazil colors. After the certification, Lula and the justices went to a very well-known communist lawyer's house to celebrate, and Marias gave the order to arrest the head of one of the leading indigenous tribes. For any of the audience who's been watching this in depth, one of the most important series of videos that we've all seen is the leadership of the indigenous peoples. The indigenous peoples were votes taken for granted in the poor north northeast that were always a stronghold for the Workers' Party and the left. Many of them voted for Bolsonaro. He's brought this country together more than any other Latin American leader in the modern era or even in the pre-modern era. And they supported him, but they found out that they were disenfranchised and all their votes in their precincts showed Lula votes. So they've been leading a lot of these protests. And one of the leading chiefs, I will not even be able to pronounce his name or his tribe's name, and I don't want to disrespect him because the man is an absolute hero, was just arrested under order by Marias. There's video floating. I've already retweeted. I've sent to Cameron as well of him getting roughed up. 
police have guns drawn. There are also rumors I've not yet confirmed that shots have been fired at the crowd that are pushing back. But he's been roughed up and has been taken into custody. Very importantly, the indigenous peoples have a constitutional immunity. They have a different set of laws. It takes a, you know, a very, very strong, you know, premeditated murder level to arrest these people. They have their own sort of parallel society that is protected. It was one of the big moves of the Brazilian left for many decades to do so, working with the U.N., and here they are. They've been disenfranchised, and now their leadership, who has exercised not even the constitutional rights, but the God-given rights of free assembly, protest, and fighting back against disenfranchisement with no violence, but using your voice and bringing people together. He's now been arrested, beat up. And it looks like Marias is going to now pull the Band-Aid off of mass arrests. So as we, you and I talk about all the time with communists, gulags are never far behind. This level of overaction could be the catalyst for something transpiring right now. And the people are very riled up. It actually starting to feel like kinetic civil war is on the cusp right there on the ground in the federal district of Brazilia. Uh, Max Evans did an incredible uh, video for, about the chief and, the, and, and, and uh, his incredible support of uh, President Bolsonaro and the Constitution. It's pretty extraordinary. We put it up. Uh, Matthew, how do people, particularly overnight till we come back tomorrow live, yeah. how do people follow you? Because Brazil is right on the edge. Today with certification, Brazil is right on the cliff's edge right now. How do people follow well, you? I will say that you, me, War Room, uh, Todd at CDM Press, we had this call all year. This is the most important election uh, battleground against global communism. We're seeing it play out in all of its, you know, violence, non-glory. Uh, so there's a lot happening. I just want to highlight one thing. I encourage all the audience to watch and read through the transcript because we translate into English of Bolsonaro's speech on Friday at the president's palace. It was a marvel of important mm-hmm. statements, including a point yeah. that we haven't talked about. How many times in Latin American history has a president seen protesters saying stay? It's always protest to remove them from office. It's the first time in Latin American history, maybe in any history, that protesters are gearing up and saying we need you to stay to defend us. And the Supreme Court's response to that is they're taking away everyone's voice. Uh, you can follow me at Matthew Chairman, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-T-Y-R-M-A-N-D. Uh, this is going to be real fluid, and you and I will be all over this. This week, everything comes to a head. We can see it happening already. And, and make sure you stay on Getter, uh, one of the, the platforms to get the truth out in Brazil, because we may, may be doing live streams later tonight, early tomorrow morning. Just yep. make sure you stay and check out Getter. Grace and Captain Ben will be putting stuff out. Matthew Tierman, thank you for the for the update. Talk later, Steve. Thanks. Bye. For the people of Brazil, we, we've we've got your back. It's just incredible what's going on down there. Uh, you know, one of the things we argue about all the time, or we put forward the argument, is that these the 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 front of the UN, the front porch is in New York, but that's not where really things happen. Where things really happen is in Geneva, where they have the engine room, and in Geneva, it is completely and totally infiltrated by the Chinese Communist Party. You really got to look at these World Health Organization, UNESCO, all of it. I want to bring in Tiffany Justice, Moms for Liberty, that is opening up kind of a new front of kind of exposing us to things that are going on on the assault on parents' rights. And when I say parents' rights, it's really the weaponization of your children against you and against your family. It's not even the fact of not even making sure these people, that the children have ultimate opportunities to learn. Tiffany, it's right now the Democrats even understood that this is probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest burning issue in the country among the people is the situation in our public schools, the situation with children. 
Walk us through that before you pivot. You're going to pivot to UNESCO. It's pretty shocking in a second about what's going on. But walk me through the parental rights movement. Well, today we saw two, three indictments. I think that the superintendent of Loudoun County Public Schools was indicted after it was shown that he had known about and covered up a, a rape that had happened on that campus there. And so when you talk about parental rights, my mind goes right back to that dad who was in the Loudoun County School Board meeting uh, pleading for transparency with those school board members and with that superintendent. And so the time for accountability is now in American education. Two-thirds of our kids are not reading on grade level. And I do want to talk about UNESCO with you because to be honest, you know, Barack Obama stopped making payments to UNESCO. I think it was like 2011 um, during the Israeli-Palestine conflict and, and then UN, UNESCO had brought in Palestine. And so we had stopped making payments. Up to that point, we had been giving about 20% of the budget of UNESCO had come from the United States of America. I think it was about $80 million. And so then in Trump in 2018 took more of a formal action to remove ourselves from UNESCO. And recently the Biden administration has said that they would like to rejoin. And it's so interesting you bring up the comment about China, because one of the reasons that they're saying that they need to rejoin UNESCO is so that we have more influence and we can have better relations with China uh, within the United Nations. But that is a cover for what we're seeing right now. So in this time that the United States has not been involved in UNESCO, Steve, they've been doing a lot of different work. In fact, they created in 2015 the uh, Sustainable Development Goals 2030 Agenda. And number four of those Sustainable Development Goals is quality education. So while people normally thought about UNESCO created after World War II as uh, rebuilding libraries and meant to help um, in different ways of uh, science and education and cultural, that's what it stands for, UNESCO, the United Nations Educational, Scientific and Cultural Organization. Now they are actually creating the guiding principles for American education. There you see, there are the, the goals. And number four is quality education. So in, in wanting to learn more about this, I have made some amazing friends and I've brought someone with me today, a fellow mom and a researcher who has done some deep dives into what UNESCO and the UN uh, wants to do with American education. And to be clear, it is really the globalization and domination of all systems of society in the name of sustainability and equity. And so Lisa's going to tell us a little bit more about what UNESCO is working on. And, and every American parent should be very concerned. I don't think many American parents know right now and understand that our children's education is being hijacked by the United Nations. Well, I didn't realize either. Lisa, take it away. Tell us what you found out, ma'am. Right. Well, as a part of SDG4, uh, UNESCO wants to push a thing called global citizenship education, which uh, will basically mean for every United States student, they're going to be learning about the sustainable development goals. They want the kids to buy in to these goals and then become social justice advocates so they can accomplish their objectives by 2030. Uh, like Tiffany said, a lot of this is happening through domination. Uh, we're seeing this happen right now through the environmental, social, and corporate governance scores being assigned to businesses. Uh, if they don't have the right sustainable environmental practices, or if they don't put a black square or a rainbow flag in their profile picture at the um, suggested time, uh, their ESG score goes down in businesses and uh, investors and banks don't do business with them as a result of that. And my concern with global citizenship education is that we're setting up that same social credit score for our children. So these children will be told to adopt these mindsets and behaviors that makes the world more sustainable and um, their data is going to be tracked and we're, we're already seeing this start to starting to happen 
in U.S. schools at the moment with the implementation of social emotional learning in schools. Uh, we're already seeing a lot of these sustainable development goals come through. They're, they're teaching them about climate change. Uh, they're teaching them that there are more than two genders, that if you're white, uh, that you have power and privilege and you have implicit bias and you're automatically racist toward people of color. And so uh, as this goes on and they collect the data about the kids, um, what's scary is UNESCO already has a plan. And if the U.S. rejoins UNESCO, first of all, to the tune of $500 million of back pay, uh, they already have a plan for what's called the Internet of Education. So there are people like the U.S. Department of Education, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, uh, UNESCO um, and others like Walmart who are advocating for these school choice bills so they can make education uh, a learn anytime, anywhere situation that's mostly digital. I, they yeah, will be pushing. I, I've, I've, hang on, I've only got a couple of minutes, but I want to make sure I, I understand this and the audience understands it. We right now are not, and Lisa, these are for you. The, we are right now not part of UNESCO. There is a, there is a, movement for us to rejoin UNESCO, correct, and pay these back dues and all that. Is that is that a fact? Yes. Uh, Blinken's actually come out and said they, that is their plan to rejoin UNESCO. And so in UNESCO, you're saying that this whole global citizenship, that's the, that's the infrastructure and content they have, that if we rejoin it, that's going to be pushed into public schools at that moment, or is this already being pushed into public schools through some other nefarious methodology? I'm glad you asked that, Steve. It's actually already being pushed. If you look at who the people are who set these standards for social emotional learning, which is CASEL, they are partnering with UNESCO and others like Karenga, which is the SEL Global Alliance, to already push this into our U.S. education system. We have changed all of our college and career readiness standards to be mostly based around social-emotional learning and pushing all of these sustainable development goals. And so in these sustainable development goals, I get about 60 seconds. They teach you how to be a global citizen, but it's not a lot of, of uh, emphasis on being a citizen of the United States of America as an independent nation state, I take it? Oh, no. Um, they value collectivism over individualism. And in fact, they want to manipulate the children's minds through social emotional learning to get them to value that over other things. Uh, they're also going to be pushing comprehensive sexuality education. So kids as young as five learn about sexual behaviors and kids as young as nine learn about sexual stimulation and pleasure. Lisa, how do people follow you? What's your social media? What's your website? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at I am Lisa Logan, and you can find a lot of information about what I'm talking about on my YouTube channel, Parents of Patriots. Unbelievable. Great work, Lisa. Thank you so much. Tiffany Justice, your field commander and probably the most important war we have, which is for the American family and its children. How do people get to Moms for Liberty? Follow us at momsforliberty.org. Start a chapter. If you don't have a chapter in your area, we really need you to start one. We need to get the word out here. This is We are at a moment in America where we must reach every single parent and, and let them know what is happening in our public schools. You can follow me on Twitter at the number four Tiffany Justice or at moms the number four Liberty. Thanks, Steve, for letting us come on to talk about this important information. The American family and the Children's of America thank uh, Children of America thank Lisa Logan and Tiffany Justice and everybody associated for Monster Liberty donors, activists, the workers, the administrators, everybody. Thank you so much.
Okay, uh, we're going to get more about Loudoun County uh, tomorrow also. Back here at 10 a.m. tomorrow morning in the War Room. Make sure you go to my Getter account. We may be going up live tonight on Brazil. See you back here tomorrow at 10. Years have proven that we need to be prepared. We constantly see government overreach, attacks on our communication, and energy grid, worldwide conflict, natural disasters, and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy. Having reliable communications is essential. Now, don't get caught without reliable communication. And I'm here to tell you, your fragile cell phone simply won't cut it. It will not cut it. That's why I've partnered with the Satellite Phone Store, so you can stay prepared and assure your vital communication stays private. They're one of America's largest satellite telephone companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. Right now, they have a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Get a free Amerisat satellite phone, 150 monthly minutes, free United States domestic number, and free rollover minutes for only $99.95 plus tax per month with an annual agreement. Now go to sat, that's S-A-T, 123.com, sat123.com slash Bannon, and get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That's sat123.com slash Bannon. Do it today. Take action. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplug Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency.